0: Jumelang Molueni Sanbonani, and welcome to another installment of the COVID report, where we unpack and dissect COVID nineteen and its impact on the various aspects of our lives. This is your one stop shop for all your facts, stats and figures with none of the misinformation. I am your host, Siposit Lengosa Zanabuli. Now because of high unemployment in South Africa, we have seen in the recent years an uptake of people waste reclaiming as means of survival. These workers are sometimes up from 4 a.m. going to dustbins to find items that can be recycled and reused. On the COVID report today, we are looking at how the coronavirus has affected this sector as waste reclaimers cannot travel as free and some economic activities have been suspended. To get an understanding of this, we are joined on the line by Luanda Satchoayo. Luanda sorts Waste in Informal Settlement of Megazela, Johannesburg, and he is also the head of the African Reclaimers Organization, which has been unable to sell waste collected before the lockdown now and since processing plants are closed. Thank you so much, Luyanda, for joining us on the COVID report. And today, my first question is, how did you become a waste reclaimer?
1: I think it's the very same thing, same very same way that most reclaimers come in. People lose jobs. Um, some people come out of prisons and are looking for a lifeline and they don't want to do crime. And some people just come out from different countries and looking for a better future. And just to find out that South Africa is not as good as everyone is saying. And uh, a a lot of people end up finding themselves in the collection industry because it's the only one that doesn't need ID. You don't need to ask anyone for permission. You just wake up in the morning and go collect. So I I, I had a problem of financing. Um, I had a problem of work at that time and I had a long spell of not getting work and i had to start paying bills you know so this was this was the quickest solution not the easiest but it was the quickest solution
0: not the easiest and you depend the work you do depends on the streets you have to work every day elaborating on not it being easy now with the lockdown and restrictions and movement what has the impact of the pandemic been in your sector i think
1: firstly we need to highlight that even before COVID-19 there was a huge problem um the price of oil went down which automatically meant industries that produce this plastic are, are not buying recyclables they were buying version of making version plastic so that the value of material literally dropped by 70 percent before lockdown started so when lockdown started already reclaimers on a back foot uh, we're losing about 70 percent of the normal income that we're getting so we're already bad when COVID-19 started It was an issue of not, should we go to work? It was an an issue of how are we going to survive? It was a huge problem because a lot of informal settlements don't have a lot of resources. We don't have Wi-Fi, we don't have power, we don't have a lot of things. Some people actually found out on the actual day of lockdown, that is a lockdown. They didn't even understand what lockdown is. So it was was a huge problem, especially for us as organizers to start sending information of what needs to be done on what COVID-19 is. So it was it was, we had to immediately make a, a, an immediate reaction on that. The biggest problem that we had to face was the 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 the, the, the laws when I mean on, we were declared uh, essential services, but there was a problem with declaring essential services without having a proper consultation with the reclaimers. Because when the city starts making uh, 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 um, 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 permits for, for, for reclaimers, they look for, for, for IDs. Uh, and a lot of South Africans that are, a lot of people that are in this industry don't have IDs. Most of them are foreign nationals. coming from Lesotho, Botswana, Mozambique, Swaziland, And auto, automatically it becomes a xenophobic problem when you are only going to provide resources for 20%, for 20%, of, of of a working of a working group um, it, it became a problem that uh, we had to find ways of not working with the system that is at hand and find systems that can be able to help us in terms of cur- uh, curbing the the, 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 the the increase in covid 19 especially amongst the reclaimers and finding systems of being able to survive and the strange thing about it is that, most of the material has no value right now, but reclaimers are still collecting. The materials that is supposed to be going to landfills is not going to landfills. It's being stored by individuals that are employed, individuals that are not getting a salary for it. They are keeping the, the, all that material away from the environment. Um, and that is something that a lot of people are not recognizing. The government hasn't been recognizing us for a very long time. We are being recognized on, 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 on paper. But on the practicality of it, when you have to start supporting reclaimers, the issue of ID, uh, ID
0: documents becomes a huge problem. So a community... Uh industry plagued with xenophobia and struggling during this pandemic but also to an extent before the show we co recorded the show you mentioned some of the work that you had been doing during the lockdown so since you are not necessarily able to collect recyclable materials what has your industry done in the meantime and outside of storing the collected things what is happening in the industry
1: well a lot has been happening actually um, um, the mandate comes exactly from the people on the ground who say, you know what, we can't go out and work, we need to find systems. So uh, with the engagements that we've had with a lot of residents associations in and around the city of Johannesburg, we're able to make immediate, immediate, immediate pilots that can be able to help. And how did you do that? Um, they helped us in, 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 in getting logistics which means a truck that is able to go and collect materials for plus minus 20 reclaimers um, and go and drop it off in exactly where they are. So we will centralize the reclaimers, centralize the resources such as your your, your gloves, your, your masks, your sanitizers. So when the truck comes, it's able to provide the reclaimers with as much Materials for them to be able to survive throughout the whole week, and they don't need to travel the distance, the normal distances that have been travelled before. They don't need to go through the extremes of 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 as many things that we see. The problems there's a lot of problems we see. So the, the, what has happened now is that reclaimers wake up in the morning, they go to one particular place where they sanitise themselves, and there's a lot of education that happens, and the truck comes. It delivers for all of them. And we sort all the materials that is there. Whatever has value is being sold so people can eat. And whatever doesn't have value, we are able to store it. That one day when the price of material comes up, reclaimers can be able to go and sell. Unfortunately, it's not as easy as it sounds because we don't have sorting spaces. We don't have infrastructure. So we can store materials today and we wake up tomorrow morning, JMPT has burnt all of it. So it's a it's, it's a very difficult situation where the people that are doing a lot of work trying to create a, a, a living, an honest living for themselves. I mean, our, our father Nelson Mandela said, wake up. Vukuzenzele," And people are waking up and doing something about it and they're being arrested.
0: People are getting up, doing something, but still being arrested. So with the things being collected and now with level three, are buyers at scrapyards and restyling centers open or is it still just a matter of Waiting until maybe level two or one. Um,
1: I think the biggest, the, the, the biggest thing is that we, us as reclaimers, we are invisible. Um, we are invisible when you come to your house, when we come to your neighborhood at three o'clock in the morning. Um, we were very invisible when everyone was on, or was on lockdown. Still, reclaimers were still roaming around the streets, going, going ahead to 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 collect the materials. And it's a shame it should show that society doesn't really worry about the livelihoods, about the health of reclaimers that even cops don't even worry when reclaimers pass in the CBD. In the northern suburbs, it was, it was business as usual. Um, it actually shows that we, we are not really considering the people that are doing the hard work to keep our environment clean.
0: And not even considering the work that you do. South Africa is one of the leading countries when it comes to recycling, not because we recycle in our homes, but because of the work you do and something that government does not recognize enough from your work. So we've mentioned that government has not recognized you, it has not seen you during prior to this lockdown. Has anything changed outside of the issue of IDs, those with IDs and who are able to access assistance from government? Have they been assisted? Are people being assisted? Or has it solely relied on organizations such as yours? Um, um,
1: unfortunately, we post-COVID-19, we had made a lot of, um, um, a lot of partnerships with other different uh, entities. Um, for example, Petco has, has has played a huge role, and in, in Petco and Unilever played a huge role in 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 being the first companies, the first private companies, to come and say, "Let us do pilots with you. Let us come and work with you." So the materials, some of the plastic bags that we that we're distributing to residents the bins that we've been sending to schools. Uh, um, um, uh, Post-COVID-19, we had schools programs where we have reclaimers going and teaching children what is the, the value of recycling, what is, what is recyclable, what is not recyclable, and we're teaching children the, the work that is done, and um, um, companies like Petco would come in and be able to help us with resources such as your bins to be able to do that, uh, um, resources such as your plastic bags, a lot of like a baling machine has been received from, from, from Petco. Um, So I think very few industries have have, have taken the risk of going and helping the informal sector that is working. And the the small uh, 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 token that that, that they've given us has proved that reclaimers are able to do as much as possible if they're being supported. The pilot project that was done in Brixton and Auckland Park was based on giving reclaimers a certain percentage for a service fee without selling the materials that they've collected. And the, the, the 40 or so uh, participants in the program, when COVID-19 started, they had money in their pockets. And the rest of the reclaimers that were not in the project, they, they had no money, they were in a panic. So it, it, was, it, it was those initiative of working with, working with, with industries, working with communities, working with, with reclaimers in what we call an inclusive, secular economy. Because we all need to play a part. Reclaimers have been subsidizing not only the environment, but government has been subsidizing, pick it up, has been subsidizing the communities. And what have we been giving reclaimers? We've been, we've, we've been hooting at them at the streets. We've been throwing things at them. We're calling them Malala Pipe and not review. If all 9,000 reclaimers in South Africa do not collect material for one day, we would be shocked what would happen. We would be shocked of what would happen. On an average, a reclaimer collects 150 to 200 kilograms a day. Multiply that by 9,000, you would see the numbers that reclaimers are moving out of our landfills.
0: Doing some phenomenal work and important work and work that affects all of us South Africans as much as we don't recognize it or acknowledging it. But the pandemic now has stopped many things for many people. So what are some of your fears during working, during this period, during the pandemic? And outside, what else can be done? Um, fears. Um,
1: honestly, we don't have fears. Um, you see, it's a pandemic because it's affecting the people that have money. It's a pandemic because it's affecting everyone else. Um, we've been having this pandemic for a long time. When, when there was a restorative breakout, our reclaimers complained. Reclaimers wanted sanitizers. Reclaimers wanted masks. Some people in South Africa just know that the, 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 the term sanitizer now when COVID-19 is starting. We've been asking for sanitizer for the past five years. So it's nothing new to us. Now that because it's affecting everyone, it has to be a big hoo-ha. We've been crying about these all of this for a very long time. Health care workers have been complaining about all these things for a very long time. Unfortunately, the government of South Africa, if you do not make noise, if they are not affected on their comfortable seats, nothing's going to happen. Now, COVID-19 is coming in with a silver lining because now I'm not happy with what is happening. But unfortunately, we have to learn the difficult way that if we don't take care of ourselves, if the, when there's no problems, we will have a problem when problems actually do come in. And right now, we are in a mess where a lot of people have to fight a pandemic. Guess what? Reclaimers have been fighting a lot of pandemics for a long time. Reclaimers have been fighting the pandemic of ignorance from, from society. Reclaimers have been fighting the pandemic of hunger, of starvation, of not being recognized for the work that they're doing. So now that it's affecting everyone, it's becoming a big problem. I think we need to wake up and think again.
0: So you mentioned earlier on that one of the pandemics you are facing is the problem of law enforcement agencies and how they harass you. But how has it been now during the pandemic? And have they been more supportive? Has there been a harder clampdown on the work you do?
1: Well, honestly speaking, it, it depends on depending on different locations, depends on different municipalities. I'll make an example. Um, um, there's communities where there's gated communities. <clears throat> People are not allowed to come. And the, 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 there's a problem of um, not, not, not trusting this person wearing a paraclava, you know, and not not being able to find why is that person wearing a paraclava, you know. And then there's communities of of, of, of your middle class that don't care about separation of souls. That would put your pub. Pap- and, your, and, 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 and and everything in on one plastic bag and you find reclaimers going through bins and going through sanitary pairs, going through a lot of things that we don't wanna go through just because people don't wanna listen. People undermine the work that we do, you know, and, and it, 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 it becomes it took us time for us to be able to change the stigma. Of people so in the past three four years we've been doing a lot of organizing not only on the reclaimers but also on residents also in schools so we can be able to change uh, to change mindset on what they think of us. you know people still don't understand why we wear pararotclavvers. The reason why we wear paraclovers is because your bins stink you know I can't go through a bin because it stinks I have to wear a paratclavver. I'm not a criminal. I don't have time to be stealing people. I've got a trolley that weighs about 30 kgs. How am I going to run if I steal your phone? The reason why we wear pirate clovers and it's hot is because your rubbish sticks. If you were to separate your materials properly, I'm not gonna go in your bin. I'm just gonna take that as you can go. So it was those engagements of being able to speak to communities that changed minds. So when communities start understanding the value of, 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 of reclaimers, they start speaking to the security companies and say, no, you're not supposed to be fighting these people. You're supposed to be working with these people. So it took us time to be able to change minds and get them to understand the work that we do. That is right now, we're able to have access to, to, to your poor suburbs. Uh, um, we, um, we, we started collecting in a community called Duxbury, uh, in Marlborough, where reclaimers don't, don't have any existence, where a lot of that waste was going to the landfill. Now we are, with that engagement, we're able to change the mindset of, of law enforcement. Um, unfortunately, some law enforcement are, are governed by law. When they say, go and shut down that informal settlement and burn all the materials, um, there's, such a, there's certain people that have to follow mandates. they're doing their jobs. But I think it's very important that we need to change mindset from, 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 from that school child to that person sitting in parliament right there. Because we are the ones that understand our job. We need to be the ones that go and explain exactly what we need. The problem with South Africa is that they keep making decisions for us and they don't even consult with us and they don't know how it's going to affect us. Immediately when they announced the ground funding with the requirement of IDs, they almost started as xenophobic attack because a lot of foreign nationals were angry. That how can your government tell us that we can't go home At the same time they're not willing to help us to be able to have food on the table it was a difficult process so every time they make decisions they make decisions that are comfortable for them there on the start department they're not making decisions to make us comfortable here down on the ground the people that are doing the work so we need to be if it means we need to go there in parliament and tell them we will do that if it takes us 20 years if it takes us 50 years One day, we will have a reclaimer who's gonna go there and speak for the rights of all reclaimers.
0: What is one thing you would like people to know about reclaimers and to carry with them when they see you on the roads?
1: Um, I'll I'll make a simple example with myself. I've got two kids. I need to make sure that they go to school every day. I need to make sure that they, they eat every day. I need to make sure they've got clothes on their back every day. I've been doing that for the past nine years. My children have been going to school each and every single day. If they need to go to the doctor, I don't need to go and beg anyone. I just need to go to my bags and go sell and go make it a point that I cover. Reclaimers are doing what they're doing to be able to sustain their livelihoods. People don't wanna do crime, people don't want to, people want to do things the right way, and government is not helping, society is not helping. And it, it, it's a shame, it's a shame. We are, we, 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 our president, I'm sorry, we, our president is, is the head of African Union. How can he make xenophobic decisions if he is going to be the one that's heading Africa? So is this, is this an example that he's showing us?
0: Is this how he's going to be treating the whole of Africa? We need to wake up. We definitely need to wake up. And as we wrap, you live in an informal settlement, and many waste reclaimers live in an informal settlement. How has the coronavirus affected you in these areas and your fellow waste reclaimers?
1: Uh, coronavirus, as I told you, I'm not saying we are immune to it, but as I told you, that we've been we've been there before. We we battle we battle viruses every day. We go through people's sanitary bins every day. It's not something new. Reclaimers right now, each and every reclaimer has 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 sanitizing the apocalypse of sanitizing their homes. When we go and sort, when are about twenty reclaimers in one place, there's probably like forty liters of 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 of, of, um, of, um, of sanitizers available. You're having in a community that I'm in right now, a lot of people can't have access to it because reclaimers are starting to see where you come from. Wash your hands before you come enter here. So, trust me, the informal, the informal sector is more formal than you might think it is. The informal sector is more organized than it is. It's an economy of its own. You can't decide to say, we're going to have a shutdown and not engage us and expect us to cooperate because you're not providing things for us. We will make alternative, alternative solutions that are not going to disturb anyone, that are going to comply with the law, and we will make it a point that we survive.
0: Making a point that you survive. That was Liander Slatry, a waste reclaimer based in Johannesburg, sharing on the phenomenal work him and his fellow waste reclaimers do for our environment, for us as South Africans, and how they have not been acknowledged during this time. So Leander, just before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Um, I think the 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 the, the, the major thing is that um it's 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 not just reclaimers. You know, it's not just community health care workers. Um, 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 it's, it's not just the children that have been allowed to go to school without proper PPEs and sanitizers. It's about us moving forward. What happens after, what, what are the lessons that we are going to learn from here? What are the lessons that we are learning here? South Africa is fully dependent on, a, on, a, on an informal system. Our transport system, we can't disturb that because there's a lot of people that are being fed through those taxis. We need to make decisions for our own lives. We can't depend on three, four people who are going to tell us that it's shut down and they've got 12 bottles of whiskey in their houses. It, 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 it differs the point. We need to make our decisions. If we don't make decisions for ourselves, we will die, and the people that are making decisions will just put, will we'll just be writing reports and ticking boxes.
0: That was Luanda Swachayo, a waste reclaimer based in Johannesburg, doing the work and sharing how waste reclaimers have gotten up and done the work not only on this pandemic, but all pandemics they fight.